Well, good evening, friends. It's Tuesday evening. It's 7 p.m. So that must mean it's Gospel Reflection Time at SBC. And I want to share just a few thoughts and some familiar words of Jesus this evening. I'll read them to you now. They're from Matthew 18, verses 19 to 20. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. But where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. I don't know about you, but one of the things which I think I have found most confusing during these last few months of lockdown and all the other restrictions we've learned to deal with as a consequence of the coronavirus has been the various rules and regulations about how we can gather, uh, who we can meet with and what we're allowed to do. Uh, I'm sure that most of us are aware by now that a couple of weeks ago the government aimed to bring a bit more clarity to all of this when they introduced what was referred to as uh, the rule of six. Do you remember that announcement about the guidance that only groups of six people would be allowed to gather in homes or gardens. And we all started to try to imagine what Christmas might be like, uh, especially those of us with larger families. But then there are other numbers we've needed to negotiate. And this has felt especially complicated for those of us in church who are having to make decisions about how we meet together. If it's a wedding service, only 15 people can come along. If it's a funeral, only 30 people can be there. If it's a service on a Sunday, there's no actual cap on numbers, but social distancing needs to be maintained and that can be one or two metres. And so it goes on. All of these different rules and guidelines and bound up with all of that has been another series of issues to work through. What counts as worship? What counts as youth work? What counts? as a community support activity. Now you may or may not have realised it, but the issues of numbers and what defines a worship service was an important one within the Judaism of Jesus' day. Still is in fact. So there was a minimum number of men in Jesus' time who had to be present for worship to take place in a synagogue, a requirement for um, a quorum, uh, if you like. Uh, the Hebrew word for this group of ten is the word uh, minyan, and it would have been made up of ten adult males, which was defined as ten men who are old enough to have been through their, their bar mitzvah ceremony, sort of coming of age ceremony. In fact, that requirement exists to this day in Orthodox Judaism, uh, although in more reformed traditions, it can consist of both men and women. When you think about that, it seems to me you have a sense of just how radical these words of Jesus are, which we find in Matthew 18, where two or three, not ten, just where two or three gather in my name. There am I with them. When you think about it, I mean, that is a remarkable statement. That is an incredibly 
low bar in terms of what it takes for a meaningful gathering of followers of Jesus. And when I say meaningful, I do mean really meaningful. I'm talking in terms of something which causes quite a change to occur. Jesus tells us here that he's talking about the way in which when we agree on things as we pray, when we seek to come to a common mind, it makes a difference. Things move, things change. And it doesn't require a certain form of words or liturgy. It doesn't require a person with special qualifications. It doesn't need to take place in a particular type of building. It's just where two or three gather in my name. I wonder what he means by that phrase in my name. It's hard to know for sure. But for me, it seems to conjure up the idea of a certain kind of intentionality. I mean, there are lots of times when we get together with friends from church and we talk stuff over and we shoot the breeze and we share our opinions. But in my name, I mean, that suggests the idea of something which is submitted to God, a conversation where it's clear between us that it's more than just the two or three of us in the room. We're inviting the presence of someone else to be alongside us. And I found myself thinking a lot about this passage recently and thinking as well about the next few months which lie ahead of us. I mean, none of us can be sure exactly what these months will hold, except to say that we're probably all going to be continuing to live with restrictions on how we can meet and whether that's in our homes or in the church building it's going to be a case of making the most of whatever opportunities come our way and also adjusting to various changes to rules about how we can meet which are going to leave all of us feeling like life is being lived on a basis of two steps forward and one back of making plans and all of them feeling provisional and so there's a question here, I think, for all of us to consider. When we do have some opportunities to meet together, how are we going to use them? Are we just going to talk about church or other people in church? Or are there ways in which we could be just that little bit more deliberate and try to make this more part of church life, actually try to, to, to be church? when we meet in this way. And I wonder what this might look like. Maybe it means we're more intentional about actually bringing God into our conversation, talking about him and what he's been doing in our lives. Maybe it means we take a risk and we dare to ask, like, can I pray for you? Can we pray for each other or, or are there burdens you're carrying? And maybe I could lift some of them off you Maybe it means we make a point of counting our blessings. I mean, things haven't been easy these last few months. And humanly speaking, we, we do face the prospect of more challenging times to come. I think it's fair to say in times like this, we all face the temptation to have a moan and a complain about how awful things are. What if we took a different approach? What if we resolved to count our blessings? to make a point of speaking to each other about the good things that are happening to us and to make a point of naming them 
as things which are given to us by God. I mean, what if we made a point in, in a time when things are uncertain and a lot of us might feel fearful, not to speak any more fear into anyone's life, but to speak words of hope and love, you know, the kind of love that scripture speaks of, it, it drives out fear. What if we made a deliberate point of talking church up and talking other people in church up instead of complaining when we meet? Can you imagine the difference it might make if we had our conversations in this sort of way, if, if we saw ourselves as meeting in Jesus' name? And as we think about the difference, let's remember that promise again. When we meet in this way, in the name of Jesus, there is far more at play than just the interpersonal dynamics between us and the people in front of us. Someone else will be present too. The one who's promised us his presence, promised us his spirit. Where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So can I encourage you to reflect on these words as you plan for the next coffee with a friend in church or the next walk or the next conversation. And can I pray for you as well? And I pray for you, my friends, and for all the ways in the coming weeks and months you will meet with one another, with your brothers and sisters. I pray that every conversation might be filled with agreement, with words that bring hope, words that draw together and don't drive apart. I pray that whether it's in the room or over Zoom, in the garden or a walk in the woods, that what you sense in the atmosphere is neither the echo of an empty room or a silence that feels foreboding, I pray instead that you would always feel the presence of one more in the conversation, King Jesus himself. That as you gather, he gathers with you also, comes near to bless you, prays as you pray, your great high priest, your healer, your saviour. Pray you know his blessing. Amen. Bye for now, friends. And uh, I look forward to talking with you again soon.